What's up, guys? Nick Dwyer back with you for the 10th inning. Man, we are in such a good time for sports right now. College football, NFL about to start, baseball getting closer and closer to the postseason. But specifically, I love that college football and the NFL are right around the corner for us. So, in these next couple weeks videos, I'm going to be discussing my top predictions for both college football and NFL. Who's going to lead Who's going to lead the division? Who's going to win the conference? What the playoffs are going to look like? In this specific video, I will be talking about the Big Ten East and Big Ten West. My predictions, who I think is going to go far, and who I think is going to be in the championship game. Now, the Big Ten East start. Sorry, the Big Ten starts on August 29th with Northwestern versus Stanford in its first game. This will be a great game for the former Big Ten West champions in Northwestern from last season. Can they repeat again? Can Ohio State repeat again for the East? Let's find out. Quick and simple answer for the East. Yes, Ohio State will repeat as champions. I can say this with almost 100% confidence. Yes, they lost Dwayne Haskins. They lost, they lost their Heisman Trophy finalist. He, they lost him to the NFL Draft. 15th overall pick from the Washington Redskins. Good for him. They also lost leading wide receivers Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, and Johnny Dixon, which makes it a little tough on the offensive end because, okay, you lose your best quarterback, you lose your best wide receivers. What do we really have on offense? They also lost some of their offensive linemen to the draft, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Prince. Now, they're also one of the best programs in the nation, constantly being number one in the conference or being one or two and making it close to the top in, in the national ranking. So what we have now is, yeah, they lost all that talent, but they're able to make it back up. If you think that Ohio State's recruiting ability isn't up there with Alabama or Clemson, well, you're just wrong because... They can get anyone they want from recruiting, and that's basically what they're going to look like. Now, quarterback-wise, lost Wayne Haskins. Yep, lost him. They get Justin Fields, the Georgia transfer. Now, Justin Fields, obviously a different quarterback from Dwayne Haskins. He's, he's a runner. He's got legs. He's got speed. He's also never been the main guy in a top collegiate program before. That is my biggest concern with him, that he's never been that top guy. And Dwayne Haskins was the top guy for three seasons. Justin Fields not being the top guy is a little concerning to me, but I think that it'll be no problem for the Buckeyes. The biggest difference for the Buckeyes will be it was a slow, methodical, we're going to pound you offense last season. This year, it'll be quick-paced, fast-moving, defenses won't get a rest, and that's going to be their recipe to success this season. They're all, I can guarantee you, their offense will be physically more dominant than any other team in the, in the NCAA this season. They will be physically ready. They will have endurance to last the whole game, all 60 minutes of the game. They're not going to quit. And that's just their offense. With this high-powered offense, their defense is going to be on the field for small amounts of time because their main the Buckeyes main goal 
on offense is eat the clock, control time, score. Even with a fast-paced offense, because with a fast-paced offense, yeah, you want to score as fast as possible. But if you do that, then all your defense has to do, get you off, you're back on the field. So they're going to do that. Buckeyes, dangerous up front. Even though they lost Draymond Jones and Kendall Sheffield, Dante Booker, and Keandre Jones. But the secondary still looking really strong with all players hoping for all first team Big Ten in their respective in just in the conference with Brendan White, Sean Wade, Jeffrey Okodu, and Jordan Fuller. So Ohio State's gonna win the Big Ten. That that's not a question right there. Now the question is, who's going to win the Big Ten West? Who's going to try to try to match Ohio State and go against them when the finalists, when each respective division winner face each other? Now, this will be tough because Northwestern this season, Northwestern lost their leading quarterback, Clayton Thorson, four-year starter for them. And... Yeah, it'll be tough for them to do anything, but they also got Hunter Johnson, the Clemson transfer, who was a five-star recruit out of high school, and Hunter Johnson pretty much decided to transfer because, well, have you seen the guy they have, Trevor Lawrence? If you haven't seen him or heard of him, I don't know where you've been, but Trevor Lawrence, with Trevor Lawrence there, Hunter Johnson wasn't going to play, he wasn't going to start, so good for Hunter Johnson for leaving and transferring. So, he is now the quarterback of Northwestern Wildcats. Even with that, though, I don't think it's enough for Northwestern to repeat what they did. Yeah, they still have their leading running backs, Isaiah Bowser. And they still have their leading defensive playmakers. But, I don't think it will be enough for them this year because I like one team's additions a little better than I like Northwestern. So I'm Northwestern finishing second in that division. I like what I really like what Wisconsin did. I love what Wisconsin did this offseason. They added, yeah, they lost their starting quarterback too. They lost Alex Hornerbrook. Four year starter. Gonna be tough to replace him. But they have their number one. They have their number one piece, obviously, which is Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor, in my eyes, was in the Heisman voting last season. He should have been. 2,194 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns. He should have been in that conversation. Even if he wasn't top three, he should have been in the conversation. He was so good last season that it was just hard to argue how he couldn't be in that conversation. But they got Jonathan Taylor still. I like what they did with the offense. They added Graham Mertz and Logan Brown, two prospects, two recruits. And their biggest loss, again, was Alex Hornerbrook. Now, one of the things that really hurt Wisconsin last season was Hornerbrook got injured by the end of the season. With that injury, they couldn't do anything unless the ball went to Jonathan Taylor. And defenses knew that. Okay, Jonathan Taylor's going to do it. Yeah, we might not be able to stop this guy, but we know he's getting the ball. And that's all they needed to slow Wisconsin down. But this season, with a healthy quarterback and the threat of Jonathan Taylor, one of the biggest offensive threats in the NCAA right now, 
I see Wisconsin taking it. I see Wisconsin taking the Big Ten West this season and trying to match Ohio State in the Big Ten in general. But even with even with Wisconsin winning the Big Ten West, I don't have them finishing top two or even top three in the Big Ten this season. Now, going back to the Big Ten East, Michigan. Michigan finished second last season. Okay, they're going to finish second again. Wrong. I do not see Michigan finishing second in the Big Ten East or the Big Ten in general this season. Michigan, I don't know what to say because Jim Harbaugh was brought there for one reason and one reason alone. Win the Big Ten, win a national championship. That's all you had to do since 2015. He's he has lost the Big Ten every single season, coming second three times and coming third place one time. And Ohio State's been the top, with the exception of the one Penn State season. Ohio State's been at the top of that conference every other season. So I don't see Michigan doing anything. I see this being a typical Michigan Michigan season. Why would this year be any different? Yeah. Their quarterback, Shea Patterson, is entering his senior year. He has something to prove. But they also have a new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. Josh Gaddis, the one thing he will do for the Wolverines this season is he will eliminate the huddle and he wants to run a fast-paced offense, get spread out plays, and it, it won't be new to Patterson because Patterson did transfer from Ole Miss. So, it was it was the same play style there. Gaddis obviously was not with Ole Miss, but same play style as Ole Miss. So, Patterson is used to this. It'll be interesting to see how everything comes together with Michigan State. Sorry, with Michigan because this has never been Michigan's forte. It's never been their team. Now, Greg Madison, defensive coordinator, is not with them anymore which does hurt the team. They had the second-best defensive line behind Clemson last season. And, again, if you saw Clemson's team last season, their defensive line, two of their defensive linemen got drafted within the first 15 picks. So they had a pretty good defensive line, if I do say so myself. But if you have the second-best defensive line behind Clemson, I think you're doing something pretty good. So losing him will definitely hurt. He'll lose the it'll it'll hurt with pressure coming off because yeah, if you have the defensive players, you should be able to do it. But there's nothing better than a defensive minded coach who knows the packages to run, knows how to do it. If you have that and the players, you're golden. If you have the players, okay. If you have the coach, maybe. But if you have both of them together, that's what the Wolverines had last season. And that's what they're gonna need if they're gonna do anything. And I just don't think they have that. Even with one of the best defenses in the country, best defensive lines in the country, they only ranked 23rd in the rush game last year. So it was tough. But, and I think it came evident that when their linebacker, who was drafted by the Steelers this season, Bush, didn't play in the bowl game due to injury, they got crushed. We see what they were like without a great defensive player on their team. 
but we've seen what they were like with a great defense player on their team. If someone steps up and does exactly what Devin Bush did for them last season, Michigan could easily be second, easily contend with Ohio State for the number one spot in the Big Ten. But I don't see that happening. I really don't see that happening. Their defense is just too shaky for me. Offense is still good, but I don't trust their defense. So I'm having them finish ranked third in the Big Ten East, third in the Big Ten overall this season. Now, the one that will shock everyone for me. My team to finish second in the Big Ten is Michigan State, the Spartans. Now, it's been so long since the Spartans have been considered a football school. They're a bad. <coughs> they're a basketball school. We know that. We know they're a basketball school. They're great at it. But it seems like football got lost in it because it, Michigan State used to be a football school, and now they're not. Over the past five seasons, Spartans have had double-digit wins in four of them. Mark D'Antonio changing the culture at Michigan State, trying to turn it around, trying to get back to what they once were. They have an elite defense. They have a strong defense. One thing that will hurt, they lost 10 players through the draft, free agency, and the transfer portal this season. Now, the 10 players weren't the greatest players for the transfer portal. They were obviously pretty darn good if they went through the draft because, yeah, even if you're Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, you got to be a pretty darn good player to get drafted in the National Football League. So. All respect to them, but quarterback Brian Lewerke returns for his senior season looking with looking for something to prove. Last season, got injured halfway through the year, couldn't finish the season. He's out for he's out for revenge this season. He is hungry and he's looking for it, man. He's coming to win, and I can guarantee you he's going to. I love Michigan State this season. Injuries is what killed them last season. They had so many injuries on the offensive line, their starting quarterback, wide receivers, and yes, it was mainly their offensive side that had injuries. They finished the season ranked 117th last year in total offense. That's not going to happen this season. With Lewerke returning to full strength after his shoulder was hurting, He's going to return to what he was during his sophomore season. On his In his sophomore season, he was an honorable mention for the Big Ten team. So, he's going to be on that team this season. He will be on that team this season. Whether, whether it's another honorable mention, I don't know. But he will be on that team this season. And he's going to have Cody White, Jalen Naylor, and Daryl Stewart Jr. to throw to. All of them, very good receivers. Connor Hayward, leading man in the backfield, he's going to add versatility to an already good offense. He's hoping to make them great. With Lewerke, the wide receivers, and Hayward, they're hoping to have one of the best offenses in the nation, which is not Michigan State. That's not what the Spartans have been. Spartans have always been defense, defense, defense. Okay, if we can get offense, that's great too, but defense. They're going to change that around this season. Yeah, the defense will still be there, but the offense will also show up. I'm going to say this right now. This is my hot take of the day. Michigan State could be a contender for the playoffs. 
they could be in that top four. I think if Ohio State wins and Michigan State finishes in second in the Big Ten with their one loss being to Ohio State, I think they will be in the college football playoff and Michigan State will get there. So that's my hot take of the day. Their defense didn't really lose many people last year, and they had the best run defense, decent pass defense. But if you're doing that, okay. Okay, well, okay, you got a good run defense. What What's so good about that? I'll just draw you to this. 2,000 Ravens defense. My opinion, greatest defense of all time. And I say that because they held the points record. They still hold the points record, but they almost held the points record after even going into the playoffs. The 85 Bears had the points record throughout this throughout the season. Now, Ravens held that record almost throughout the playoffs. They were four points shy of holding it throughout the playoffs. And that was with their run defense. Their run defense was number one. That's what Michigan State has this year. Michigan State will do some great things this season. So, in my top ten, sorry, in, my, in the Big Ten, my top three teams finishing are all from the East. I have... Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Then I think Wisconsin will fall in. Wisconsin is going to fall in right there. I think Northwestern will fall right behind them. Northwestern, again, great team. But their transfer quarterback, I don't know if he has what it takes to be at that school. I could be completely wrong in this video when I say that. But I don't think he has what it takes to be a quarterback at Northwestern. I think another school would have suited him better. But let me just see if he proves me wrong. So then after that, Penn State. Penn State's going to finish fifth in the Big Sorry, going to finish sixth in the Big Ten. They probably had the biggest, biggest shakeup out of every team in the Big East this season. They lost 23 total players, six in the draft, and 17 to the transfer portal. Man, that's tough. When you're losing basically a whole starting and a half team, 17 players to the transfer portal, man, that's really tough to get back from. And I don't think they're going to get back from it this season. I think it will take one or two years for that to kind of get back to going. But I don't see it this season. Yeah, they had the 23rd ranked rush defense last season. Sorry, sorry. They had, they had the... They had the 25th ranked rush defense last season. But, again, you're losing 25% of your team. 25% of your team and 23 total players. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's almost impossible to bounce back from. If Penn State can do if any team can do it, it's Penn State, though. We've seen the triumphs and we've seen the tough times and the good times for the Nifty Lions. Obviously... After what Jerry Sandusky did, it was tough times. But we've seen them bounce back. We've seen them do it already. If any team can do it, it'll be them. So they'll finish sixth in the Big Ten. Then after that, I have Purdue, the Boilermakers. Boilermakers still looking really good this season. They didn't lose anyone. Sorry. They didn't lose. They lost virtually no one. They still have... They still have their starting quarterback. They still have David... Sorry. Lost David Blow. Lost David Blow. And that's going to be their biggest blow. But still have DJ Knox. 
do not have DJ Notch. I'm I'm reading this wrong. Wow. I'm just going to skip over the Boilermakers. Boilermakers will finish 7th in the lead this season. Then we got Minnesota. Minnesota, good squad, but I don't think they're all the way there yet. They got a good team, that's no doubt. But, I don't think they're quite there in a, in not a, as tough as the Big Ten East, obviously, but in a tough Big Ten West. I don't see them doing anything. So, they're finishing 7th. Then I got Maryland. Now, obviously, Maryland, Jordan McNair has been the biggest story. Will be the biggest story for a while because it was just total total neglect. But, Maryland got some tra- some big transfers they needed and a new head coach. New head coach coming from Alabama. Offensive coordinator there. I think he'll do I think he'll do some good things for Maryland. Now, Maryland almost had some very good wins last season against Ohio State where they lost 51 to 48. Maryland's a good squad. They just need to put it all together and be consistent. That's the biggest thing for the Terrapins. They're not consistent. Man, they can play great one week against a team like Ohio State. But then they can play so bad the next week, you're like, what what happened to this team? And that's what the Terrapins are. So Terrapins will finish eighth. Then we got Then we have Nebraska. Corn Huskers. They're going to be better than they were last season. That's not a question right now. They have Adrian Martinez, young and up-and-comer quarterback for them, trying to show out for him, but he's not quite there yet. Next year, I should say, okay, Cornhuskers might be one of the top teams in the Big Ten. They could win the Big Ten West this season. This year, though, I don't see it. I should definitely see them getting above fifth place in the Big Ten West this season, but I can't see anything over third. I could see them getting third, but I can't see first or second. So. Cornhuskers still have a little work to do, but they're going to be a good team this season. Then we got Indiana. Indiana, mm, I don't know what happened to Indiana. Tom Allen was hired to lead Indiana to the promised land, at least be respectable in the Big Ten, and that's just not what they've done. They, They have not done that since he's come in. For four, for two straight seasons, they've been on the edge of bowl eligibility, and they've lost the season finale to get them out of the out of that bowl game. Now, if that was a normal quarterback, sorry, normal head coach, you'd probably be fired by now. But their staff has a lot of respect in Tom Allen. That Tom Allen will lead them to doing better. So, Tom Allen staying there. Jack Tuttle will be their starting quarterback. Well, sorry. Jack Tuttle could be their starting quarterback. Transferred from Utah this season. But Peyton Ramsey in there too. He's a junior. He started last season before he got taken out halfway through the year. Maybe he could start. Their quarterback position will be the biggest one, biggest position for them. If they can stick with a starter, the rest of their team is good. They could do a lot better than sixth place this season. But I think the quarterback spot will still be a down spot in their whole team. So they'll finish sixth in the Big Ten, Big Ten East. Then Iowa. Iowa. 
Iowa still has a decent team, but to me, the biggest thing, they lost their two best receivers, and they happen to be two tight ends. But they lost their two best receivers. They lost TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant to the draft this season. Hawkinson and Fant, both great tight ends, both going to be very good in the NFL. I firmly believe that. But that doesn't really help Iowa this season, and I don't think it's going to help them. So Iowa's going to finish seventh, sorry, sixth in the Big Ten West. Then Illinois, bottom of the barrel now. Illinois and Rutgers. Flip them whichever way you want. Rutgers at 14, Illinois at 13, Illinois at 14, Rutgers at 13. I don't know. But both these teams are going to be at the bottom of the barrel, I think. They just don't have what it takes to be in the division that they're in. This is this is one of the best conferences in football, probably the third best conference in the NCAA for football. You got, or possibly even the second best. Yeah, you got one of the best teams in the ACC in Clemson. Then you got the SEC. Then you got the Big Ten. So, one of the best conferences, and and Illinois and Rutgers just don't cut it. They're they're not great. I think Illinois will be a little better than Rutgers this season, but not by a lot. But either way, these two teams are at the bottom of the barrel. So, quick recap. I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten East, Wisconsin winning the Big Ten West, and Michigan State being my shocker team this season. I think I'm most confident on my Ohio State and Michigan State predictions. If you disagree with me, let me know in the comments section. I firmly like what I'm doing, though. For the 10th inning, Nick O'Dwyer, next week I will do the SEC and the ACC, so be out there ready for that. See ya.